This is Lon Winters with Graphic Elephants. This is Jimmy Lamp. This is Matt Masala with the RhinestoneWorld.com. And you're listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. And you are listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. Podcast. Hosted by... My name is Terry Combs RG. Regular guy. And Aaron Montgomery. We're just regular guys having fun and uh, trying to, to make a living in this really cool and exciting industry. I think we all want to succeed 100% of the time seek to understand before I try and make myself understood. Bring a ton of great information. Coming to you live from somewhere dark, dirty, and dank. All right. Well, welcome to the show. It is Friday night, February 24th, 2023. I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. And my name is Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me at oursuccessgroup.com. As you can see, Terry and I are sitting in the same room, so uh, that means we are live in uh, in the mix here. We're in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Terry uh, just flew in. I'm sure his arms are really tired. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's not the dad joke, by the way. <laughs> but, not uh, worthy of dad not, joke. Yeah, yeah, we've got we've got one for you. So, um, yeah, been a, been a great show. Like I said, Terry just got here. Uh, I had an opportunity to be here all day today, and because of the fact that we're here to show Terry, we wanted to talk about kind of adjacent to here in next Kansas city, but just kind of in general trade shows, new approaches, what's happening in the world, what we're seeing, you know, you've been in a lot of trade shows already this year. We had printing United last year. So just kind of really talking about trade shows in general, the new approaches, yeah, how things are going. Yeah. yeah how, so. how, how people are approaching uh, the post COVID trade shows, you know, there aren't quite as many trade shows now, um, and, um, some vendors are not doing all the shows. So let's, uh, we're going <coughs> to, excuse me. Uh, I was telling Aaron yeah, that, yeah. that I, that I, uh, went to see all six of my grandkids, uh, last weekend in, in, uh, Austin, four of them came down from Dallas and yeah, all of them sniffling, sneezing, climbing on grandpa for two days. And <clears throat> now here I am. There you, the- there you go. There you go. So by tomorrow, I should sound like this. So. Yes. <laughs> Stop drinking out of my beer. Speaking of that, it's cheers. It's, um, it's an evening show. We always have a show. We have to have a drink. Uh, shout out to Joseph at Magic Touch for actually buying these cocktails. Yes. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, this this show brought to you by Joseph Eric from Magic Touch, and um, make sure you uh, see him for all your white toner, DTF, everything. The guy, guy's a good guy. If so, you're here at the show, go by and say, hey, thanks for buying those drinks for the yeah, two regular guys. Yeah, they were actually tolerable <laughs> that night. Um, all right. Well, let's see. It's going to be a little hard. So the other thing that uh, we have to warn you guys about is uh, this is just Terry and I, no Eric tonight. So we have no support. So if this goes off the rails, um, it's all our fault. We're also dealing with a tiny little laptop in front of us so we can hardly read the uh, the comments. So we'll do our best. We do have some notes up here. We're gonna we're gonna make this a good show because uh, that's what we do. We always have a good time. Exactly right. So let's see what, who we got checking in here. With Terry, uh, we've got Mr. Jerry. Good evening, uh, Todd. Good evening. And he also says, "I see no beer." Again, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> this is Kansas City. It's not heaven. Yeah, exactly. I heard in heaven there is no beer. Uh, what? That's why we drink it here. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, Chuck, good evening. I hope everything is going well. The show, yeah, it's been a great show. Well, I'll, I'll certainly give you guys a little recap on that. Uh, Edward, let's see here. Good evening. I did not make it to Dax. I am debating if I'll try to come tomorrow. What's the rest of that say? Means using the not last. Yeah. Okay. All right. You'll decide tomorrow, Edward. 
I hope we see you tomorrow, but if not, totally understand. We will uh, catch up beyond that. You know, if you don't have a booth and and you're just kind of uh, rock starred in to do a couple of seminars, uh, I got here, uh, met Aaron in, down in the bar, and then I got my notification on my phone to check in for my flight home tomorrow. So, <laughs> it's a perfect scenario. Quick, quick and, in and out. And, you know, I, I lived in Kansas City for many years and and loved it here. And and sometimes we talk about, you know, I wouldn't mind living in Kansas City again. And and then I landed and it's sleeting. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I live in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I say I went out to pick up the stuff out of my car for the equipment here for the show. And yeah, my car was just a big sheet of ice. <laughs> All right, Letty, good evening and cheers to you as well. Um, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. All right, so yeah, why don't I give a quick recap of what I've seen of Dax so far? I know you yes, haven't absolutely. seen that yet. And we'll start there and we can get into dad joke coming. So hang tight. Uh, I will be uh, brief. So here's what I've heard and seen so far. The Dax show very well attended attendee wise very well attended um it was wall-to-wall people this morning for the first three ish hours perfect so that was really good lines of people everybody's here still need the vendors to get back right and and i get it right we've heard all the excuses we know all the reasons why not um i was actually having a really great conversation with mr charlie tablib Mm mm-hmm funny because somebody came up to him and says yeah just look for the guy with the bright shirt and he's like oh i guess this is a bright shirt i'm like yeah charlie it's a bright shirt but (laughs) he doesn't know anymore yeah (laughs) yeah but anyhow charlie was just saying right like um and and i i tend to agree with this it's it's not that that you're not here right yeah you're not here because you don't have equipment to sell you're still getting stuff in blah 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 all all of the excuses but how long will that hold true because what's happening is all these attendees are here and if they don't see their vendor here that they're used to working with, guess right. who they're going to talk to? <clears throat> yeah, the, 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 the vendor that is here, right? So it's still a little small. We'd love to see some people getting back as far as that. There's two aisles. It is a little bit bigger than last year, but not too much bigger. So um, yeah, that part well, is yeah, still coming. I, I know that uh, Printing United was, gosh, probably double the previous year. Uh, I was just out in Long Beach at the uh, Impressions Expo probably double the attendees here here's the scenario for vendors and and i get it um vendors are saying you know for three years during COVID or two years during COVID, um our sales didn't really fall a lot of vendors now some vendors yeah were devastated a lot of vendors though uh, said i didn't have the expense of a trade show i didn't i didn't pay five thousand dollars to move my equipment from the dock to my booth. Uh-huh. I didn't put, I didn't book 10 hotel rooms uh, or five hotel rooms. I didn't fly people across the country. How long can I hold out and still make money? And that's, and I, I get it. That's the, that's the balance they're, they're going with is like, can, can I do fewer shows and not have that expense? Because during COVID and COVID, you know, uh, it's a weird thing to say. COVID was kind of blessing uh, for some people because their sales didn't fall. Some, some companies sales went up and they, their, their expense was doing webinars, doing, you know, live events like this. And uh, I I understand how it's hard to suddenly go, okay, I guess we're going to go back to that half million dollar budget to do trade shows again. Uh, There was a vendor at printing United and I probably shouldn't say who they spent a million dollars to be at printing United. 
with with their booth space, their hotel rooms, all, all the things that they did that and, and you got to find a way to justify that. So, yeah. But, you know, Aaron and I are both uh proponents of trade shows. We, you know, and and we get it, you know. The the thing, but you know what? People are coming up with ways to do things differently. And, yeah. and that's kind of what yeah. we want to talk about. Yeah, tonight. we're gonna talk about that a little bit more tonight. But one thing, and and I guess I will name names because I don't I can, right? I don't <laughs> <laughs> what am I gonna get fired? <laughs> um so when when I was talking with Charlie, he made a really good point. You know, a couple of years last year at Impressions, there weren't a lot of the normal screen print companies there, right? right. The MRs, the some of those those regulars weren't right. there at Impressions. And who was there? Rock. Yeah. And they cleaned up. And who was everybody talking about this year at Impressions? Rock, right? You walk into the front door here at uh, at Dax. GSG right up front, big old booth. Who's everybody talking about? GSG. Right. Right. And so I get it. I get the expense. But at what point does that go? Yeah, the expense is worth it because I think that's the other hard part is somebody that was responsible for those expenses for a long time for a larger company. It was. It was a balancing act of how much money do I spend versus what's my return on investment. But I always had to remind myself, take a step back from that. Yes. You know, I can go sales, leads, stuff like that of this particular show. But three years down the road, right. two years down the road, right? What you know, who who did I not meet that are now in love with the vendor that they did get to meet there? Right. You right. know, uh, a year ago at Impressions Expo, which wasn't as big, but I remember uh, saying, "How many people here are attending their first trade show?" And like eighty-five percent of the people raised their hand. Which means that all those vendors who aren't doing shows now, nobody knows who, who you are. Yeah. You know, our, our buddy Scott Fresner, um, and, and that's where Aaron and I met working yeah. for Scott Fresner, and and he was the 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 high guru, the sultan of screen printing, <laughs> carny <laughs> extraordinaire. Yeah, <laughs> but but just a few years out of the industry, and there's so many new people in the industry, and you mentioned Scott Fresner. Five years ago, 10 years ago, if you said Scott Fresner, that people would say, you know that guy? Yeah. Do, are you friends with him? Yeah. I mean, he was like godlike. Yeah. And just a few years out of the industry, and there's so many new people who are like, I, I don't know who you're talking yeah. about. No idea. That, that and that's the same for vendors, is, yeah. is that you, you've got to have some level of, um, of recognition in the industry. And it's, and it's hard to be the, the online <laughs> vendor people want to touch they want to feel and you know we've talked about this a thousand times yeah, but yeah so anyhow that's our plea for uh the vendors get back out here show up at these shows and there's a huge opportunity i i will once again call out all of my sublimation friends there is zero sublimation people here now no. there's a couple of people selling epson f570s but no blanks no traditional distributors of sublimation products huge opportunity yeah and and that's a that's a an industry also where crafters become professionals because it's easy to get into sublimation and uh you know that's something that eric talks about all the time yeah is is that transition from crafter to professional and and sublimation is a big uh, big part of that yeah yeah speaking of people that are taking advantage of it this is mr rick and rick i'm gonna butcher your last name from here i know it when I see it on your badge, but Rick from 613 uh, Originals, I believe it is, 
he is killing it over there. Every time I've walked by his booth, he is like wall to wall people showing stuff off, making, making waves. So um, congrats to him. The booth looks fantastic by the way. So, and, well, it's a great product and yeah, I, I think everybody out, well, I'm sure he's here at the show because not everybody knows who he is, but wow, that's a, that, that's a well-recognized name in the industry. And look where he is right here at the deck yeah, show. Right here at the deck show, killing it. So good job, Rick. All right. Um, let's see here. What do we got here? What is the best trade show for those of us not into apparel, but hard substrates? I would say printing United. Yeah. Uh, that'd be my. Pretty United would be definitely one that I put on my my wish list. Graphics Pro Expo is going to be uh, awards, that sort of thing. Yeah. So they and, and Edwards in the Missouri area here. So you could get to their indie show, Edward, this June. Yes. Um, I think that would be a good one. They will definitely be uh, those types of people there. And then I guess beyond that, looking at like a like an APA show, an awards and personalization expo, mm -hmm. or or something along. Yeah, that would probably be the next next best one i let would me, say yeah let me give you a heads up about the indie show they they have a rap competition aaron and i did a lot of preparation it was not what we thought it was yeah. it's like car rap car we rap. really yeah. disappointed i had my yeah yeah i had my easy e chain <laughs> i was we were ready to go um, <laughs> uh, i don't think it's actually happening at indy this year they're gonna oh, really? start here academy at, at indy oh, this okay. year so um the raps show will be somewhere else. Eric can go do that somewhere else. E rich, <laughs> e rich. Since he's not here, we can say it. Right? Exactly. He's probably landing it. right now in yeah, uh, yeah. in Albuquerque. <laughs> and somebody's like, "Hey, they're talking about you." All right. Uh, Letty says, "I lived in KC for 18 years. Awesome. So Good how chiefs. Many, how many years did you live here? Again? I lived here for 11 years. 11 I've been years. in Phoenix for 20 years. All right. Uh, I don't even want to think about what Rock spent on Long Beach. Yeah, but yeah. I, you know, here's the other side of that though, Todd. I think you're right. But if they're spending that amount of money, just think how much money they're making. On yeah. Long and, Beach. And, and, you know, I, I talked to a lot of vendors and, and, you know, I do screen printing classes here and there. And, and uh, just a couple of years ago when, when I would say, Hey, so who's the competition right now? And a couple of years ago it became rock and never mentioned before it was, you know, it, it was always MNR. It was always workhorse, you know, it was, a uh, little bit of Anatol, yeah. but, uh, but now, uh, rock is the first name you hear. Yeah. So good yeah. on them. Yep, definitely. All right. I'm lucky that I live in Dallas area. So trade shows come to us. I miss many of the long time vendors. I might not think twice about traveling to because of it. There you go. Yeah. That's a good point, Sharon. Um, you know, it, it is lucky when you're in a place like Dallas where, you know, they're going to, they're going to come to you. Yeah. But you know, if you're not, I think it's worth it. It's an investment worth your time. Yeah. You know, you haven't done the dad joke, by the way. Oh yeah. That's right. <laughs> Am my I, put, is I putting it off? Yeah. Rick, Rick <laughs> says worth it. There you go. Let's see. Andy says, hello from Wisconsin graphics. Looking to attend Dax, Minnesota. Hey Andy. Andy, we will see you there. Okay. Um, I know we got more comments. Student from Terry Combs complete screen printing business course. Oh, I know this person too. She's pretty cool. Hello from sunny Arizona. Yeah, it's not so sunny here. <laughs> hey, Kim. Kim Johnson. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's cold here. <laughs> drop it like it's Mazda. Okay. I think that's what that says. Again, we're we're having a hard time <laughs> reading some of this. Um RapsCon is GPX Long Beach this year. Thank you. Uh, okay. Rick is handling uh, producing uh, for us this this fine evening. Um, all right. Some vendors seem to think that we should all come to where they hold in-house trainings. If you live close, it might make sense. But having time at a trade shows seems better. 
I hope they come back. Yeah. And I think it will. I think, I, I think everybody will. I, I agree. Coming back. I agree. Yeah. And let's be honest here, guys, a little bit of it, uh, of it is on us, right? You're, your dollars, right? So if you're just out there hunting for the best price, then they might stay away. But you, you've you got to find some value in this. So, hey, are you guys coming to XYZ show? No? Okay, well, I'm going to go to the other vendor that's there. When you guys come back, I'll, I'll start buying from you again, right? So we, we've, we've got to hold our vendors accountable a little bit too. So, all right, just calling people out a little bit. You got to do that, right? <laughs> all right. Are we ready for the dad joke though? I think I, I yeah. And it's usually in the outline and Aaron's kept it from me. I know. So I don't, I don't know what it is. All right. So. Well, I went to the dad a base. So that's, I think I've told that joke before though. It wasn't funny. Though. <laughs> that wasn't it, right? No, it wasn't. Okay. All right. Where'd it go? Darn it. There's too many good ones here. <laughs> there it is. <clears throat> all right. Are you ready? Ready. Let's hear it. What do you call a bee that lives in America? I don't know. What do you call a beetle in America? A USB. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> All right. Please bring on the uh, yeah, reasons why we should not do dad jokes. All right. Um, what's David saying here? Hello from downstairs. All right. <laughs> oh, good. Hey. Oh, yeah. I saw David downstairs. <laughs> David, if you're still down there in about 15 minutes, we might need another beer. So. Yeah, <laughs> or or maybe an appetizer. <laughs> yeah, some chicken wings, right? We, we like those. All right, but seriously, guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in here tonight. I know we're having some fun, but we do want to also bring you guys some information. Terry has uh, put together some points here for us to touch on. I appreciate that very much, sir. Um, so where do we start here? Well, what, yeah, t t tell us first. Of, tell us a little bit about what we're going to talk about again. I know we covered it, but then yeah, get us into this. Yeah, we we want to talk a little bit about uh, new approaches to trade shows because even the the vendors that are that are back and and lots are back uh, i think that they're looking at ways to uh, attract attention you know uh, of course new approaches there's natural progression that things are things have always evolved at trade shows and yeah. and uh, you know I, I remember when i first started going to trade shows like booths would have like soap opera celebrities in their booth to get people to come by the yeah, booth yeah, yeah. and, and uh, but <laughs> I think of some other things, but we won't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, things we learned during COVID about how to communicate with with customers through social media, things like that. Um, getting more from fewer shows, and and I'm not talking about there. And there are fewer shows. Uh, look, take for instance, sure. Impressions Expo. Impressions Expo has their their three major shows, but they would always try to sprinkle in two two more shows yeah, that regional shows like Baton yeah. Rouge, yeah, and, yeah. and places like that. And they're not doing that right now. And and, and we had the, the folks from Impressions Expo on the show a couple of weeks ago and mm -hmm. said, so uh, 2023, you're going to add um, uh, back any shows? And they're like, well, we're going to wait and see. Yeah. But but they, you know, they're, they're going to focus on doing fewer shows. And um, and that's something that vendors have been saying for years. You know, don't don't do eight shows with, you know, like in uh, Graphics for Expo, don't do eight do five and and do them really well do them really well exactly right so um so i think that vendors are looking at ways to um do that and and but what i'm talking about with fewer shows is some vendors a lot of vendors are saying oh okay i'm gonna there are right now 15 trade shows out there in our industry we're gonna do five we're gonna do this one this one this one this one this one how can we do that better yeah and and so and it's I don't think it's an unreasonable thing. I mean, 
heck, you know, if it's up to me, I'm going to be at every trade show, but it is expensive. And, and, and so how can we do it better with fewer? Um, you know, as we said, we still need yeah. customers still need, especially new people in the industry. And this, this is an industry it's fairly inexpensive to get into no matter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, unless uh, E-Rich is, is trying to sell you know, tell you to buy a big giant embroidery machine. It's, <laughs> <laughs> hope you're listening on the plane, E-Rich. He's yeah. like, oh my God, I can't <laughs> communicate with him. I can just listen. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to get in and like, start but, muting uh, our microphone. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but uh, it, it's um, with new people in the industry. And, and I couldn't wait to go to my first trade show when I first got in the industry. And, and it was, it was, wow. It was overwhelming to go and and actually see all the different equipment and all the different uh, uh, garments and all the different supplies and things like that, that you could use. So it's a, it, it's something that, that all of us need. Uh, I, I, I just wonder in before COVID there was, there was all this conversation saying, can't we consolidate things? But yeah, you know, this trade show goes, Oh, really? You're moving out of that territory. I'm going to jump into that territory yeah. or, yeah. or we, you know, we have areas where, you know, Long Beach, there's, there's two trade shows there. Right. I get it. I mean, it's a, it's a great marketplace, but um, would we be better served if there was, you know, one of those Long Beach shows was in the Southeast. There's only one show in the Southeast. Yeah. There's it's, it's, uh, there's, outside of Atlantic city, there's not a whole lot in the Northeast. Correct. There's nothing in the Northwest. Typically there's correct. Graphics and, pros tried Portland a few times. Yeah. And you know, that Portland show, and I was there both times and, and they were great shows. Mm -hmm. Cleveland, Cleveland was one of the best trade shows that I ever worked and it lasted two years, I think. Yeah. And then boom, it was gone. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's talk about that a little bit more. Let, let's talk about some of these new approaches here. And and I know you hit some of the points, but let, let's dive into that natural progression a little bit more here first. Um, let's see what we got in the comments though, before we get too far away. Uh, yep. Todd, Todd is thinking right along the same lines. I was, he rich is going to log on from the plane and turn off the mic. Yep. <laughs> Shocking. That you do that? <laughs> He can, unfortunately. <laughs> now, let's see here. Uh, Rick says, Impressions Expo, Atlantic City, floor size increased dramatically after the show in Long Beach. I think we're coming back. That's, that, that's exactly correct. And I've been watching that. And all of a sudden, like two days ago, there's another aisle. And so, well, uh, you know, I'll tell you this. Uh, equipment's on right there in New Jersey. And, you know, northern New Jersey and, and Atlantic City is in southern New Jersey. But... Uh, <laughs> Um, they, uh, equipment zone was thinking that, you know, we didn't do very well last year at Atlantic city. And then just like you said, Aaron, all these people were coming on the live chat going, Hey, are you guys going to be there? Are you going to have this equipment there? Are you going to be there? Well, guess what? Now there's an equipment zone booth, uh, in Atlantic city. Ah, so, interesting. Yeah. So, I like that. I like that. I'm well, not going to be there, but yeah, but it, I mean, that, that's a, that's a really back to what I, I was hoping that was the case. And now that I've found out that actually works, I'm really <laughs> going to be loud about that. Call your vendors, tell them that. Yeah. And because that's part of it, right? We talked about that. You've got to touch and feel, but, right. but there's also outside of and touching and feeling the equipment, the, the hand of the deck decorating technique, all, all that stuff. There's also something like to, to go, Hey, great to meet yeah, you, Terry exactly. Combs. Right. Yeah. That touch and feel 
that that's the other part of it. Right? I've talked it, to you on the phone a dozen times. It's so great to meet you in person. person yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, it makes it, Oh yeah. Your trick comes out. It makes sense now. Right. And yeah. And now I know why I love talking to this guy because he's got this energy about him. Right. And so I think there's a lot to be said there. Um, one of the things that happened a lot in our seminars that I'm always really trying to promote uh, the two seminars I did today, I said, Hey, I get to be the guy up here with the slides and the clicker. But at the end of the day, what's most valuable for you guys is the conversations that you're having, right? right? Like somebody would have a question. I'd pop in with my take somebody, but then I encourage other people. What do you guys think about this? Right. And yeah. And, and, you know, that's what we missed during COVID where we were trying to do these kind of things online. You, you missed that interaction. Somebody in the back saying, but I have a customer that asked for this. And what do you, what do you think we should do about that? And before I can answer Somebody goes, I have the same situation. Here's what I did. Yeah. And and you yeah. don't have that for the most part in 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 just online type yeah. trade shows. Because uh, and, and you know, Dax. Dax did it better than anybody, by the way. Yeah. Everybody tried to do an online trade show. Scott and Margie figured it out. I mean, it was like 10 minute pops, 10, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. So anyway. But even with that though, Terry, the, the thing that I think even even if you did a really good job of kind of encouraging that communication between each other, you know, you do a Zoom room or something like that, where it, it's just not the same, right? right. It's like I turn my head, I look that person in the eye, I can understand where they're coming from. Yeah, they do really understand where I'm coming from, right? They did really have that situation. Yeah. The keyboard warriors, you know, I can type in the chat and tell you how great things are. Right. It's it's. And you it's don't have me deal. saying if your phone rings and saying, okay, hold on just a second. Go ahead. Take that call. <laughs> <laughs> there is that part. All right. Uh, let's see here. What else we got here? <laughs> Todd says peer pressure. Andy says highly recommend equipment zone. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> and Mr. Trade Counts, by the way. Um, <laughs> our reason to go to trade shows, one, education, two, network, three, vendor and equipment. Yeah. There you go, Todd. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So. Um, all right. What other in the, can, scroll back up there real quick. I want to hit a couple more of those points. Okay. I just want to remember where we're at. So I'll get totally off base here. All right. Um, so, okay. We're still talking about natural approaches and, and we'd love to hear from you guys as to what you've seen the evolution since 2019 to today. Right. Um, but what we learned from COVID right, and communicating with the customers, what, Terry, what, what, what else are you seeing there? Like, what have you guys, because you guys were really good at doing, yeah. when I say you guys, I'm talking about equipment zone and what Terry's done with them. You guys have been really good about continuing those conversations, even when you're not face to face, because you're already doing online. Stuff. Well, exactly right. We, we were positioned perfectly when COVID happened because we are already doing uh, webinars and, um, <laughs> excuse me, educational Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Educational webinars. Um, see, it, if I'm in my home, I just hit the mute button. But uh, <laughs> educational webinars we were doing maybe once or twice a month. It was such an easy transition for us to do the exact same thing uh, once or twice a week. And and so that's what buoyed Equipment Zone is the fact that myself, Jay, Jeff Morgenthaler, uh, Amy, uh, you know, all the folks at Equipment Zone we were jumping in and, and we weren't, we weren't doing trade show pitches, but we were doing, Hey, you know what? Uh, COVID's here. Let's talk about decorating masks. Um, and, and we do an episode on how to decorate masks and, and then how to promote those and, and 
and Jay Bissell would do something about about decorate a mask with a company logo and send it to that company and say, you know, I can provide you with these products and that sort of thing. But, you know, something else that, that Aaron, you and I did that I don't think we realized how important it was to people is we were doing those monthly cocktail parties. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember Lon Winters from uh, Graphic Elephants coming up to me after COVID saying, man, I tell you what, it, we were worried. We were scared about our business. And I, I just loved those monthly cocktail parties where everybody there was just talking about, you know, this is what I'm going to do with my business or here's where I am. Here's how, here's how the, the government, was it PP? Yeah. PPP loans. Yeah. Yep. Loans work. There was a whole conversation, one of those about how to apply for that. And, and he said, you know, it, it really helped me get through COVID with my business. And it was just us saying, you know, Hey, we miss all you guys and let's have a cocktail party online and, yeah. and, and chit chat. And, and so I, I think a lot of things came out of uh, came out of COVID that we didn't realize mm -hmm. uh, how important it was to, yeah. to to folks out there. Yeah, so. and and I think the other part that to me that stood out that we're starting to see more and more here is, you know, the, one of the things I think you and I love so much about trade shows is that we're all about education, right? And the trade shows have been about education. I, I mean, since I started in this industry felt like education was was key to a lot of what they were doing right but what i've noticed is there was this break right to me at least in, in what i saw education was what the trade shows were all about what some of the people in that the, the media space were all about the exhibitors were there to sell right right they they paid their money they were there to sell you know the the conversation was how many units did you sell Right. And I think what COVID taught us is that if you're focused on education as a company, you're going to be able to not worry so much about how many units did you sell because you're creating those relationships through right. education. And, and I think that's one of the kind of new approaches that I'm seeing a lot more, a lot more people spending more time. I mean, it used to be, right? Like how many people could you put a credit card in your hand and <laughs> shuffle through the line? Back in the old right? US screen days, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but nowadays I'm seeing more and more people. I mean, I, I think about the people that I know at the shows that are the, the, the regular carnies with us, right? Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> but, but, you know, people like Joseph that, that bought us a drink, right? It's, Joseph is so good at what he does, not because he's going to sell you a piece of equipment. It's because he's going to teach you how to use that piece of equipment. And you've got no other choice than to use him because he's your safety net. Well, and you know that he just a, a conversation with Joseph, you know that he wants you to be successful yeah. and, and, and he wants to see you at the next show and the next show and the next show yeah. and, and talk about that success. I mean, there, and honestly, that's most of the people who are out there on the vendor side of mm -hmm. the aisle. They, they want you to be successful. Yeah. And, and what? the people you see at trade shows year after year after year, that's who those people are. Yeah. And, and I think before COVID there was probably a little bit more of a mix of, of yes. those people and the, the sales people again, not, not a bad thing. They were selling a product, but it was, it was more transactional. Well, and, I, and I think that the people that, um, that were there just for the purpose of making the sale. I don't, I don't think they had anything to 
get them through COVID. Yeah. I, I think that if, if all I can talk to you about is how much this product is and, and do you have a credit card, I don't think that those, those people survived yeah. COVID. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Good point. All right. So th those are kind of what we're seeing as new approaches. What are you guys seeing that's different now than it was in 2019, 2018, any of the, that have been around? What, what do you what do you like about the shows? If you've been back to a show, what do you like about them? Right. So those of you that are tuned in here, we'd love to hear your take on all this um, and and go from there. But one of the other points that you had on the outline here that I thought we should cover here just a little bit. And yeah, we're doing good on time. Shocking. We might get done on time tonight. Um, <laughs> well, we need to get dinner. So That's uh, <laughs> yeah. no dinner yet. So what is the tipping point? Right. And, and we talk about that. You you brought that up in a What's going to take to get the vendors back here in in the boot, you know, live yeah. and in person? It, it's it's like that Olympic uh, bike racing where you're watching it and they're on that that uh, that uh, <laughs> the high bank, that, the high the bank. velodrome. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and and they're all going along. And they're just cruising along and cruising along. Yeah, they're kind of just looking over their for, shoulders, just yeah. waiting. And then somebody breaks, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then everybody, it's just high speed and and that's that's what this is the vendors are going to sit and wait some vendors sit and wait or or just put a toe in the water they're going to do three or four shows and they're going to wait till things break and then all of a sudden they're going to say you know our sales aren't what they used to be uh, what's wrong with you guys and well that's because xyz company is doing 10 trade shows and we're doing three and they're gobbling up all the new business they're yeah. gobbling up the our, our the person that bought from me two years ago bought from xyz company yep. this year because they were at the trade show and they made them an offer and uh you know loyalty only goes so far and you know i, I had a, a i was talking to uh, one of our sales reps in new jersey amy and she said that she was just getting ready to close a deal and uh and somebody came in jumped in swooped in and said i'll give you a thousand dollars um credit towards inks and supplies if you buy from me instead and what did her loyal customers say well I, i'm i'm not going to be able to sleep at night if you can't match that and and it's kind of the same scenario yeah that that customer is loyal up to here but if it's going to save me a thousand or two thousand or five thousand dollars then I, I have to take another look at it so uh, it, so i think that's what's going to happen i think over the next I'm going to say 18 months that vendors are going to say, uh, you know what? Now I'm seeing a dip in sales. I, I was waiting until I saw that dip in sales and I've got to jump back in full force. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I love that. I think, I think you're exactly right. What that that's, I love I love the velodrome, the the cyclists. <laughs> that, that, that's exactly what it is. Too. Exactly. And, and honestly, you know, this year in Long Beach, all the screen print people were back, right? But yes, was it too late, right? Did did Rock grab that much market share that they're going to be struggling for a little bit? I think it's going to be a catch up situation mm -hmm. for the uh, for the other people. Yeah, and you think about it, right? A lot of times the guy in the break, yeah, he's got the advantage. Yeah, you know, this isn't. It is more like that sprint. This is not the um, the long distance, the the Tour de France kind of deal where the breaks go out there and they're just there to kind of like, and then everybody catches. Everybody on else is back yeah. there laughing. Right. No, this, yeah, is, a, yeah, this yeah. is a short, this race. is a different deal where, <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. All right. 
Um, Todd here. Oh, let's, let's get this first one. He says DTF is not a fad. I totally agree with that. I think Correct. It's there to stay, which is I love it, right? Because you're now talking about DTF. I'm doing a seminar on DTF, yeah. Todd. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember when I first started hearing about it, I was asking you about it, and you were like, eh, "What?" Yeah. I, I, yeah. Actually, what I literally said was, "I don't know what is it." <laughs> that was like two years ago. That was also the same thing you said to me when I said, "Let's do a podcast." I did do that yeah. ten years ago. Yeah. And what's a podcast? What's a podcast? <laughs> no, you, you said. That sounds awesome. Let's do it. And then you said, what's a podcast? <laughs> and I said, I don't really know, but let's that, figure it out. <laughs> that is pretty much the, the the way we've gone through our lives. <laughs> yeah, so right. yeah, let's do that. What is that? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> but and, I'm in. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, I'm in too, but I don't really know. But I just suggested I heard about it. Yeah, yeah, no, good. All right, Todd, what do you guys got here? I think the ethos. Oh, I think that's probably a typo. I think people putting on shows need to reevaluate their pricing. I've heard some have raised prices considerably to make up for the past few years. Um, yeah, I, I think that that's definitely an issue there. I've definitely heard about the price increases and and the challenges that that yeah. comes for vendors to when they're starting to make these decisions. Because you know you got to think about these shows; their businesses too, and they they took some yeah. hits, right? And and it's and it's the the trade show venues also that are you well you know it's always been this way you. You, you, you ship your product across country for $3,000 and the dock is right there. I can see it from my booth, $5,000 to bring it from over there to right sit there. it over here, yeah. five, $5,000 yeah. yeah. uh, or more. Yeah. And, and those prices have gone up. Why? Because there are fewer trade shows and they need to make their money. So yeah. Yeah. it's a, it's kind of a vicious cycle, but uh, the expensive trade shows, I, I think that most attendees don't have any idea the tens of thousands of dollars that every one of those vendors spend to be in that booth. Yeah. And, and so, you know, they, and, and how do you justify it? You, and you can't justify it by the way, on what you sell that day or that, that those three days, you can't even justify it over 30 days. Uh, I, I know that uh, at equipment zone, we track sales from every trade show for the entire year. Yeah. And, and like long beach show, uh, we have a spreadsheet and every time somebody makes a sale that started in Long Beach, they drop it in. I, I had a sale that started in Long Beach today and that was back in January. Yeah. And so then you go back and look at it because it's so easy to say, well, gosh, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't think that show was very good, but then you can have to go back and look at the numbers and say, Oh wow, we did $250,000. I'm just grabbing a number out of the air yeah. in sales at, at that show. So it was worth it. And, and and then there's the, not the dollars and cents, but somebody two years from now saying, oh yeah, I know that company. Yeah. Yeah. I'm now ready to buy Todd, that DTF printer, or I'm now ready to buy that embroidery machine, or I'm now ready to mm -hmm. buy that, that uh, sub sublimation printer or, or whatever, or I'm now ready to start printing sweatshirts and, oh, hey, hey, if I, Sanmar, I remember talking to those guys. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think that definitely kind of that overall number. And it is really hard. Like I said, as somebody that was responsible for that side of it, dealing with the budget and and what, you know, trying to figure out return on investment. Right. There are lots of things involved on both sides. Yeah, because I know it's an investment for the attendees to come to and they can't sure. necessarily put a price tag on that. But the relationships that they build, the education they gain, the the 
knowledge that they're going to be able to, right. to advance on to their customers. I right? remember as a, and I, and I spent probably more time as a decorator going to shows than a, as a, an exhibitor. Okay. And, uh, I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to be out of the shop for two days. Can I, can I not, can I afford to go to the show? Can I afford to be out of my shop for two days? Yeah. You know, so yeah, that, that's, that's their investment as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know talking to people, you know, at the show today that were attendees, they're like, you know, it's kind of a little disappointing. There's, you know, I was hoping to see X, Y, and Z company here and they're not here. Mm -hmm. And I was hoping to see some, some new stuff. Right. And, and people, so Real quick, though, before we get off Todd's comment there, because I think it's a good one, Todd, and I appreciate you sharing that. Um, to play devil's advocate. Yeah. Right. And and not personal <clears throat> against Todd. Todd knows this. When you think about this, though, you think about, you know, you look at Long Beach, it was kind of back. You look at some of the other shows and they've definitely caught up. And so if it's a price thing, I'd be shocked because out of all the shows, if you're a vendor, if you're on this side of the, uh, you know, Terry's side of the aisle, my side of the aisle here, you're a vendor. The most bang for your buck is coming to a deck show. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it just their, their floor space is cheaper. Everything is cheaper. They, right. they, they have hotel rates for you. I don't know any other shows that have room locks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they feed you during the day. They feed you lunch. Yeah. As right? a vendor. Yeah. As a vendor, they feed you lunch. So, if if it's if the excuse is well it's the prices have gone up i can't afford to go to the shows anymore well then you should be at every one of the dax shows right and, and again i know i'm a big dax fan because i i think I, scott margie to doing... talk i have to get a throat all right I'm, I'm holding back the cough. all sorry. right all right so <laughs> anyhow just to quickly play devil's advocate on that um all right well let's see what else we've got here um <laughs> todd says i'm pretty sure we sent up for for your Tinley Park class. Love it. Um, all right, Edward. Pricing confuses me still. I just made $50 on a product I normally sell for $39 and the customer was thrilled to buy it, but it, it was a casual friend and I'm not sure if that was my good work or, or our, my friend. Well, dollars are still dollars, Edward. So if that person believes it's worth it, then maybe understanding why it's worth it to them all right so we can talk about that a little bit more later offline um andy here we go sorry getting a little light on the internet here so i apologize for that our problem is being out of the shop for two days and go th through a lot of beer and rum <laughs> but there's that right <laughs> the bar tabs can be be part of that all right well next point that we wanted to talk about here is so with all these things we've talked about what draws your attention right what are some things that gets us to go okay should i be at that show what what what's what's the value proposition for both sides right but if you're if you're an attendee what's the value proposition for you and so curious about what you guys have to share on that but i guess the first question and while terry's back with his lossage look Sorry. at him no problem, man. Last night, Kim's like, you need to take medicine, go to bed. You're not going to make it through the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're talking now about drawing attention, right? But I want to I go backwards here. So first question, Terry, is do gimmicks work? Well, and I'm, I'm torn on it. I remember at a trade show one time, somebody had a, a magician walking around in their booth. And I thought, well, what? how's that selling a product for you? 
But on the flip side of that, I was talking to somebody about a week ago and, and he said, uh, yeah, I was at Printing United looking at this product. And I'm like, oh, did you come by our booth? And he goes, wait, you guys were there? And one of my notes is, there's nothing you can hear worse than being at a show and, oh, I didn't see you. He said, we were there for three days and didn't know we were in the booth. We were there. If somebody had bought from us before, he would remember. I'm like, yeah. how did you not go down our aisle? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sometimes gimmicks. And it's kind of funny because... Uh, I was talking about this with uh, Dane from Great Dane Graphics uh, downstairs uh, uh-huh. right before I came up. And you had a, you went to get all the equipment. I was talking to Dane, and we were talking about this concept. And he goes, you know, there was a guy at uh, out in Long Beach or at, at Printing United doing an entire painting in the booth at the show. It was Dane <laughs> in the <laughs> stalls booth, and it was it was kind of a cool thing. And people stopped and. Um, Another example of that is uh, in the equipment zone booth, uh, Jay Bissell had a had a graffiti wall set up, yep. and he was doing and he would uh, he had stencils that people could come by and paint. Uh, did it did it sell any product? I don't know if it did, uh-huh. but a lot of people took pictures. A lot of people did hashtags uh, of that uh, happening. A lot of social media people came by and got their pictures taken doing it. So I think that there was a lot of publicity from it. I don't think that very many people went uh, by that booth and didn't see that happening. So I I think to a certain extent, um, doing something unique in your booth, if nothing else, helps people remember. Because, you know, and we talk about this. Somebody gets home because uh, at, at Equipment Zone, and I'm not plugging Equipment Zone, but this is my most recent experience, that um, every shirt that, that you get in the booth, even if it's you come by with your flash drive and say, hey, can you print this for me? I have everybody print it. We always make sure we drop in an Equipment Zone logo on there because you get home from that show and you dump all those bags out and you're like, oh, where did I get this? Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah. um so there, there's there's that aspect of it as well. Yeah. And and I think back right. So as we're talking about this, I'm trying to think back over, you know, I was I was trying to do math because I wanted to share this with with people in my seminar. I think probably and, and I'm certainly not hundred percent on here, but I think probably in my time in the industry, I've probably done seven hundred and fifty trade shows, I'm guessing. Wow. And, um, and I'm sure you've done way more than that. Probably more. Yeah. I'm almost afraid to think yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, to do that math. <laughs> but but I'm just trying to think like what stands out over the years, right? So I didn't see this, but the story that uh, I heard from Jimmy Lamb is at one point in, in Long Beach, uh, when he was with Hirsch, they had yeah. a lion in the booth. Really? Yeah. I didn't see that either. And he said that was like tons of like going on about that. Um, who was the one? Oh, shoot. She was famous back in the day, but then was kind of a B actress and she was in a in a booth once out in long beach um, oh and i remember that Jenna, as well. maybe yeah, i can't remember okay. who it was um so that's that uh you know there's been but you know one of the things when you think about that right that's just a draw to get people into the booth right yeah well and it, 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 that isn't going to necessarily sell any product <laughs> excuse me yeah but afterwards it it's remembering you yeah because you know as much as you want to sell in the booth a lot of trade shows a lot of what we want to do in trade shows is remembering you after the show yeah yeah but so okay so there's one side of it but you take that and you go 
okay, do I need to spend money to have some B-list celebrity there, bring a tiger in, whatever? Or are there other things that you could do? Like one of the other things that stands out to me, stretch devices, right? They wanted to talk about how tight their mesh was. Right. And so they would put big screens and they would have people standing up on them, right. models dancing on them or whatever. Right, exactly right. right. And I think that that's a perfect um, combination of drawing attention and uh, and, and look at what our product does. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, the other, yeah, I remember the booth that was basically just big foam core white and like they put pieces of paper taped together on the floor and it was a bunch of transfers. I think it was like air trans or somebody like that. Huh. And, and everybody always remembered them because when they were done, they took the samples off the wall and the rest of it was trash, but it was just, <laughs> you know, right. that That's was, right. the, that was kind of their thing. Right. So, um, I, I guess, lesson for people in general across the board regardless of what side of the aisle you're on you know what is going to make people remember you past you know right and i think now more than ever that's more important because a there's more noise b you know when i'm searching online i'm going to look through that list of names and i'm going to go okay yep 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 oh yeah i remember so and so i remember meeting terry at the show i remember the white paper on the floor i remember the person dancing on a, a frame well and, and as a vendor make <coughs> makes that phone call to um a customer i always say we're the booth that yeah. oh yeah and and so uh and there's there's a lot of unique things you can do without spending a lot of money to do it yeah so. yeah all right couple more comments here todd says 100 agree 100 agree with dax being the best bang for your buck don't forget the the feed you breakfast and then dinner on Friday night, too. Good point. Very good point, Todd. Thank you. Um, yeah, I had a nice little breakfast sandwich this morning. Nice. nice. I'm going to yeah. go down and do that tomorrow yeah. morning. <laughs> um, Non-salesy education. We've all been to those shows where the education is really sales class. Absolutely. I, and then I think the nice part about people starting to understand that level of education, that loyalty that you build, is that even in the sales opportunities, there's a lot of education going on um, still. But yes, there's, you know, if you're not paying for it, you're the product. Mm -hmm. I mean, let, let's be honest. And so if you're not paying for it, you're the product. Therefore, you're being sold something. Right. There's, so, no, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Correct. So. And, and so you might be getting some good information, but it is certainly slanted towards you buying their product. I mean, right. that's, that's, yeah, call, call it what it is, but. And, and you know, I've done those uh, those seminars where we paid to put on the seminar, <clears throat> but I always made sure that the sales pitch, and and this is just me, I, because I'm not I'm not I, I don't try to reel people in. Yeah. At, at the end, I was I always say, okay, you know, we we invited you here. It's a free seminar, so I'm going to give you the three minute pitch, and then I, I'll talk about the products yeah. and talk about the prices, and and I think people appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I did one of those classes this morning and I showed up for it and I was like, nope, I'm just going to, I'm going to share what I think is important for people. If they believe that, you know, what I'm sharing is worthwhile, then they'll, you know, hopefully someday become a member. And, and so, yeah, I think there's a little bit more of that happening now, as opposed to, I think when early on, when people started doing those pay, pay for your own class thing, yeah, there was a lot of, okay, I got to somehow get this money back. And so I'm going to spend 90 minutes trying to but convince you to buy our product. Right, right. right. So, all right. 
Rich, hello. What else we got here, Todd? The Red Stormtrooper with the boombox and oh, gold yeah. chain in Long Beach, 2019. <laughs> that was awesome. That was good. <laughs> awesome. All right. All right. Well, let, let's keep moving here, Terry, because, uh, you know, we could make it super long. Shocking. Um, and, and we're doing we're almost getting long-ish right now. Yeah. Um, where do you want to head here? Well, another thing that that I've been seeing is um, more partnering partnering with other vendors. Um, like, and, and forgive me for giving another equipment zone example, but um, uh, we did a, a print take station and Jay Bissell, marketing guy, he had a station at the end of our booth. Sanmar wanted, wanted to show all their non-garment items that you could decorate. So Jay was set up, Sanmar brought over uh, backpacks and all kinds of things. And he was there, he pressing DTF transfers onto those products. And, and I think there's more of that kind of, um, of, of kind of cross breeding of companies mm -hmm. that, hey, I can help you, you can help me. Um, you know, uh, another example is, um, is like a coupon. If you buy this piece of equipment, this vendor, and my example is, uh, is Cotton Heritage. Um, my last equipment zone example, because that's the Tracial booth I work in, but, <laughs> but if you bought an F2100 DTG printer, then you got a coupon from Cotton Heritage where they give you in pricing for six months. And, and then if you qualify, then you get to keep it. But it, it's, it's a, it's a, a win for Cotton Heritage or any other vendor. And it's a win for Equipment Zone to say, hey, here's something a little extra. Yeah. And, and so I think there are a lot of those kind of opportunities out there. Uh, you know, when you go to a trade show booth, uh, whether it's a screen printing booth, uh, you know, it's, it's rock or it's workhorse or mm -hmm. seminar, uh, it's an embroidery booth. Uh, a lot of the garments that they're decorating, guess what? They didn't pay for those. Yeah. The, those vendors that, that make those products say, Hey, would you like to have, I don't know, 500 shirts in your booth that you're decorating? Why is that? Because you're going to get home with that, with that M&R printed shirt. And guess what? The label for that manufacturer, Sanmar or Gildan yep. or yep. Cotton Heritage or whoever is going to be on that shirt. And you know, I really like this shirt. Yep. Again, that's a partnership type of thing. I mean, that's been going on for years. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I don't think a lot of people realize that that free shirt you got from that equipment manufacturer, that equipment manufacturer paid for the ink. They didn't pay for that shirt. Yeah, yeah. Maybe didn't even pay for the ink. To be honest that, with you, that could another, be as well. Another, another because uh, the manufacturer probably provided uh, some some amount of money for that booth space to 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 help. Uh, help you to be there exhibiting. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, the, like I said, that's been going on for a bit, but I think, you, you know, you're seeing people trying to get more creative with that nowadays yes. in, in a lot of ways. But I remember one of my first responsibilities when I went to work at us screen before you were there uh -huh. was we would go around to the equipment manufacturers and say, Hey, can we separate some art for you that you can print? Yes. And it'll say this on it. Right. And then, you know, from, from there it was like, yep. Then, the t-shirt people then you know the, the ink people and there's and, a little tag on there that said uh or said uh, uh u.s screen fast films yep exactly and then but then they would you know want us to add into the art that you know shirts by haynes or whoever it right. was you know ink from union that kind of thing and mm -hmm. and and you know but then 
we wanted to make sure that we were front and center. So we would like make a little sign and, Hey, can you put this on the, you know, it says SEPs by fast films, come to booths right. such and such to, to talk about right, it. Right. right. And, yeah. And, 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 and people would find their way over there yeah. and uh, hand you and me credit cards. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> good old days. All right, what what else we got here that you well, want to cover before we get, close up? Uh, let, let's talk about what attendees would like to see at a show, and if anybody has any comments about that. And I I, I had a couple of points that I added for myself, but um, first off, if you're a vendor in a booth and you're selling something that does something, I, I don't care if it's full, it's it's a shirt folder or it's an embroidery machine, or it's a screen press, or it's a DTG machine. Uh, if you have it in your booth and it does something, have it do something in the booth. If you walk around trade shows, there are so many booths where they have a, a piece of equipment with a printed shirt on it or whatever, but it's not actually running. And when, when I was first in the industry, I was enamored of watching the prints happening and I wanted to know how they did this and did that. Yeah. If that machine's just sitting there, you wasted a lot of money to be there. And, and, uh, can I give you one more? Yeah. Can we talk about that just a little bit yeah, more yeah. first or you want to go to the next one? No, no, go ahead. go ahead. All right. Because I, I, I think that point's really important too, because I think what sometimes the vendors go is, Oh man, I'm just wasting all this material or whatever. Cause yeah. honestly, you look at, some of the things here at Dax here today. I, I, I've seen a couple of sublimation printers that are just sitting there with a sign on them. Yeah. Nobody's it, pressing anything. It's like, that's, that's, I don't, the sublimation printer, cool. That full color image that comes off this heat press after you open the exactly. door, that's what's going to sell stuff for you. And, but think about this for you guys as decorators, right? When you go out to an event, are you just standing there with the shirt or are you, you know, giving them the aha moment? You've exactly. given them that, that selling yeah. the sizzle. Right. So anyhow, I just wanted to share that. So what else you got? For us here? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, well, what I don't want to see in a trade show booth and, and, you know, this seems like a, like it makes perfect sense until you walk around in a trade show. So uh, if you're working a trade show booth, do two things, uh, put down your phone, and get out of your chair. <laughs> Nothing drives me crazier because you, and you can watch people. And, and uh, I was at a recent trade show across the aisle from this. There's a company and everybody in the booth was sitting in a chair like this. Guess what? Nobody wants to come up and interrupt your conversation on your phone. And what are they going to do? They're going to walk on by. Yeah. So I, I'm a proponent of having no chairs in the booth. Uh, I, I get ridiculed by for that because what the, I'm, I'm this guy when you set up the booth if i see chairs right before we send them back you know with the, the back to with storage i'll take the chairs and throw them back in the crate and then people will be like hey where are the chairs i don't know i think they, <laughs> i think they got put in the crate i guess we'll have to stand in the booth <laughs> yeah yeah no i i agree with that that's definitely a hard one because you know and being here on my own Right. There's things that are going on that I need to do on my phone, but yeah. I, I make it a point to walk outside of my booth and then be on my phone. Yes. Cause yes. when I'm standing in my booth, I want to be attentive and available. Right. And, and so it, it is a, it is a and, hard thing. And by the way, take that sandwich and walk out of the booth too. Yeah. Nobody's going to come up and talk to you if you have a sandwich in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I get it. Sometimes you got to just shove food in your face really quick, but you know, take a bite, see if there's anybody around. Put it down, right? Yeah. So. You know, uh, our buddy Jeff Morgenthaler, it was uh, 
He was notorious for this. Yeah, I didn't have time to eat. Oh, do you want me to get you something? Well, a chili dog would be nice. And he had customers bringing him chili dogs to the booth. <laughs> like, where, where'd you get food? Well, they it. brought it to me. All right. <laughs> All right. So what do you guys want to see at shows? And and we're just talking about kind of in general. But but yeah, get, throw some stuff out there. Get get crazy. We, we're cool with yeah, whatever yeah. you guys well, I mean, think. Right. What what are you what attracts you to a trade show booth or or sends you away from yeah. a trade show or booth? would make you say, hey, I want to go to that show. Right. Because I think that's the other thing that we're going to start seeing more is, is the shows are going to have to evolve a little bit more too. Yeah. I think, I think we do need to see more kind of educational, more panel discussions, more, right. Like making it, I think for so long, there was like, there's the show floor for selling. There's the classrooms for educating. Right. You know, I think printing United tried to go all the way the other way where they got rid of the classrooms for educating this year. And I think there was some downside to that. People didn't go because they were, you know, but at the same time, they had some incredible stuff happening out on the show floor. Some of those classes that they had over there in their, their, their theater were incredible. They had a, you could see everything happening in that uh, activation zone. Obviously, right. you know, thought that we thought the podcast yeah. thing was pretty darn the cool. The glass booth yeah. podcast was yeah. pretty awesome. Do not feed <laughs> the animals. That was fine. Um, so, um, yeah. So yeah, what do you guys want to see? I see Jerry's got one. I want to hit a couple of Todd's earlier ones when we were talking about how he found all made, right? Just like oh. that, right? That's how I found all made. A vendor printed the shirt. Um, I'm seeing more and more companies doing their own after hours get togethers. I like those, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Right. Very good. Uh, well, you know, at, at US Screen, uh, we had we had an early um, group on the internet, but before there were very many groups on the internet. And and uh, we at Long Beach, we would always invite people who were on there answering questions, helping out. We'd always have them uh, come there. We'd take everybody out to dinner. We'd have 30 people at dinner. And and uh, Scott Fresner would come up to you and I and say, hey, listen, make sure that you're the last ones here and that uh, that nobody buys a drink. Hmm. And uh, is that why we always close the bars? That's what he said. All right. We, we just were doing as we were told. <laughs> Because he was like, these guys are going to close the bar. <laughs> yeah, good point. I like that. Um, let's see here. Todd says, you know what trade shows really need? More, more cowbell. Yes, thank you, Todd. <laughs> Don't make Terry laugh. He's not feeling well. All right. All right. Um, Jerry says, the ability to have hands-on experiences with equipment. I yes. like that. Yes. And, and I think that was kind of the idea behind... Um, what the apparel zone was at printing United. I I don't, I don't think you got hands on necessarily, but you got to see, like they tried to think through the whole, like let's at the beginning pre-press looking at some, like they even, they had a, like a demonstration of like an e-commerce store that would then feed into the back end of something. And then they went to, to production and then they had cut and sew. And so they were trying to give you as much of a taste of, of how it operated. And then they tried to do it in a, okay, you guys can come and be in this booth and, and show off your stuff here, but you're not really supposed to pitch, right? You're, you're... Right. Well, you know, I remember uh, at FESPA, and I think it might've been Berlin, uh, Charlie Todlieb was in someone's booth, and forgive me for not remembering wh- whose booth it was, but he was enticing people to come in to print their own shirt, and yeah. he would show them how to pull the squeegee yeah. and and do a multicolor print, and they'd take, okay, not take the shirt over the dryer, and and I thought that was very effective because 
you know, a lot of folks are, well, first of all, people love the idea of printing their own t-shirt and mm -hmm. love the idea of, of, of the concept. And, and, um, you know, once you get reeled in, it's hard to ever leave. I, 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 you know, started out with my degree in journalism and, uh, <laughs> pulled a squeegee a couple of times and here I am. Look at that <laughs> sitting on a bed in a hotel with some random guy. <laughs> this is what your life's become, Terry. <laughs> Good. All right. Good. Good stuff. What else we got here? Todd, one more, and then we'll start wrapping this up. If I can hit the right button. Less of the, you only need to sell X amount of X to pay for this equipment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know Todd hates that. And I, I get it too, because yeah, people get this notion that, I mean, is it true? Sure. It could be. But yeah. is that the formula that's going to work for everybody? It just, you know, no, it's not realistic. Everyone's business is different. Yeah. And so, yeah. and, you know, uh, and we've talked about this before. Or I think we both do this. Well, tell me about your business and, yeah. and, and let's see if this is a good fit for you. And, and I've told people in a trade show booth before, I don't think this is right for you. Here's what you really need to do. You, you really need this equipment and, uh, and, and once you need this though, I hope you come back. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, honestly, I gave a seminar today. We were talking about marketing and, and what I was, what the point of the seminar was, was not, okay, you should go, you know, do X, Y, and Z and run a Facebook ad and make sure that you dance the gritty on TikTok. <laughs> and you know, it, it wasn't about that. It was, are we ending the show with that, by the way? Oh, I, I do owe that. I did promise somebody <laughs> somewhere. I'm waiting for somebody to call me out on that. Uh, Cause I don't, I, my son taught me it, but, and I did it. And then he's like, no, you're not doing it right. I'm like, I don't understand how I'm not doing this right. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> so the point of the seminar though, was you need to be marketing, selling your business based on what's right for you. So let's understand that first. Let's get real clarity about what that is. And the same thing goes for this. I can go up to that vendor and go, yeah, I could, if I sold this many at this price, but maybe that's not my business. You know, maybe right. I need to sell more at a lower price because that's what my business is all about. Or maybe I need to go after a different thing or, or look at this a different way. So trying to say, I agree with what Todd's saying here, trying to say, here's the shoebox fit into the shoebox yeah, and you're going to be successful. Box. Right. And, and so, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Um, let's see. I think we got everything then. Okay. So Terry, what the heck are you doing here in Kansas city, by the way? Well, I am doing two seminars tomorrow. One is everything you ever wanted to know about DTG and DTF printing. Everything, everything, uh, everything. everything. And, uh, <laughs> this one it's underlined here. And, and now I'm a little nervous about renaming this seminar, the ultimate seminar for successfully using specialty inks, the ultimate seminar. Yeah. You'll ultimate. never have to go to another seminar on specialty inks. It's yeah. the ultimate. Ultimate. How about you? Well, you're gonna get everything you ever wanted to know, and then you're gonna have the ultimate seminar. So I I feel like I need to show up in these seminars and go, everything. <laughs> Tell me everything. Tell me everything. <laughs> well, but before before we get to me, you also have some screen printing classes coming up. Is that correct? I do, I do. I have uh Atlas Screen Supply in Chicago, March 4th and 5th. Actually, that class is sold out. Wow. Uh, as usual, the Atlas folks do a great job uh, promoting that class. So the next uh, class in uh, at Atlas Screen Supply will be April 22nd, 23rd. Uh, Workhorse Products in Phoenix, March 11th and 12th. It's this close to being sold out, but we have a couple of spots left. If anybody 
wants to come to Phoenix. It's warmer than Kansas City if anybody's yeah, here in Kansas yeah. City. And and I I'm not gonna be biased towards our good friends in Chicago, but if I was trying to choose between the <laughs> two and they were equal for me. I might go to Phoenix in yeah. March. I don't know if there's a better time to be there in Phoenix. And, and as much as I ask them to guarantee that there won't be bad weather, they never do. They can't do it. No. Ah, darn those guys. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah. So tomorrow for me, uh, I've got one more class left called getting your life back. It's all about time management. So, uh, We'll see how that goes. See yeah. if we can see if I can get it done on time. That should be a good gauge of whether <laughs> I, I should teach this. The only seminar that you absolutely have to be done exactly on exactly time. on time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So a little pressure. It's not it's not quite the ultimate seminar, but it's there's some pressure there. Um, so I've got that coming up tomorrow. If you're in the Kansas City area, uh, and then next week I'm heading off to Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, teaching five classes out there on March 4th and 5th. I hear there's a hurricane party every time it blows in Lafayette. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. <laughs> that just pops into my head. Every he hasn't even really that. been drinking much of his beer either. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, Kim. Yeah. Look at, look at that guy. Um, so, and then one thing I'd love to share with folks, if you are somebody that has a, uh, or didn't, you don't even have to have it. Like, if you're just somebody that has a community that you'd like to see lifted up and, and growing, one of the things that I'm really passionate about is the power of the mastermind. And so I've got a new program. If you go to mosmasterminds.com, you can check that out and we can collaborate together on putting together a mastermind group. Uh, since Todd's here, I'll, I'll shout out to Todd. I believe Todd's going to be putting one together for the folks that uh, are part of his his world, Tuesdays with Todd, all of the cool stuff that he offers over there, the business success group that he manages on Facebook. So I'm um, excited to see the groups that come out of that and uh, to be able to collaborate more with Todd on that as he's been busily building uh, Fat Dad Wholesale as well. So I think that he should call it Todd's World. It paints a picture. Todd's World. Todd. Todd's World. I like it. <laughs> can we can we make that official, Todd? So let us know. Um, but anyhow, again, if you're somebody that you feel like you can bring some people and you want to provide a little more value to them, you want to host this mastermind program, I'm going to do all the backend work for you. I'm going to take care of making sure that all you got to do is show up and, and, and lead this group. And you guys are going to just blow up. Uh, the, I've been leading mastermind groups with, with Todd and, and the folks over there at our success group for uh, just about two years now, a little, maybe a little under, maybe a little over. I can't remember exactly. And um, some of the progress that people have made in, in that short amount of time, but even shorter, e even through the end of last year, Wow. I was just blown away. So I'm like, how can we get this to more people? And this is what we're trying. So I'd love for you to check that out. MOSmasterminds.com. Awesome. All right. Uh, I don't know what Eric's got coming up. He's Rockstar City. So we'll, we'll just Yeah, I don't know if it. he's updated. Yeah. Yeah. Now, next week, um, I think... Yeah. So next week, Vin Driscoll, correct. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, is going to be joining us uh, back at our regular time, 10 a.m., I believe. And uh, he's the ASI podcast host, The Social Angle. So once again, uh, abundance mindset. We do not shy away from other podcasts. We want to lift them exactly. up and promote them. Yep. And he's going to be joining us to talking about using social media effectively in the promo industry and beyond. So uh, Vin is a, a great guy. Eric actually was recently on his podcast with him. Oh, very so good. Uh, I will be out, and so it will be Eric and Terry. Hopefully, if you're around, very good. <laughs> okay, absolutely. But Eric said he would fill in for me, so uh, I'm I'm looking forward to being a listener next week. So. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, since we're here in Kansas City, I have to say, how about them Chiefs? <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew we couldn't get away without that. <laughs> 
All right. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Until next week, I'm Terry Combs. He's Aaron Montgomery. And we are the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash tworegularguys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash tworegularguys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, tworegularguys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.